Thanks for joining us and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. And today we're going to be discussing opportunities to be outside and to be active, along with our local parks and recreation opportunities that we have here in Allen County. I really love the parks. I can't express enough that my favorite things in Allen County are probably the number of parks and recreation opportunities that we have here. Definitely. And I think a lot of them are hidden gems too. Many people don't realize how many playgrounds, how many trails, how many ponds, those kind of things that we have here when we're talking about things to do in Lima, Allen County. Parks are a huge part of that. Yeah. All the time people are talking about there's nothing to do. We have no opportunities here. Well, I would challenge you to pick up a community calendar Visit one of your parks because there's a lot of things that our region boasts, be it from places to take your kids to play, to gather for reunions, festivals, hikes, biking, boating, fishing, you name it. We have a park that offers something here locally. Our Johnny Appleseed alone has 15 parks, Teddy Bear, Kendrick Woods, Farm Park, Ottawa Metro, just to name a few. Bluffton boasts their Village Park and Buckeye Park. Delphus has five parks. Even places like Herod has their Veterans Memorial Park. It goes on and on. You can go to every single village and even our city parks here in Lima. We have a ton of great resources and great parks that are well-maintained and offer a lot of amenities. They really do. Depending on where you live, there's probably a park fairly close to you. There's parks in Spencerville. There's parks in Cairo. There's parks in Beaver Dam. So there's some place that if you want to get outside, connect with nature and be active, our county and our region really has some great amenities. And we really want to dive into some of the great amenities that our Johnny Appleseed Metro Park District has to offer. So today we're going to be talking to Tyler Black, the executive director of the Johnny Appleseed Metro Park District. And he's going to shine a light on so many great things that the Johnny Appleseed Metro Park District does. So Tyler, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Yes, let's dive right into our Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District. Tell us a little bit about it. How many parks? How large? What acreage are we talking about? Things like that. Yeah, so the park district's been around for almost 50 years. Uh, We'll have our 50-year anniversary next year in 2022. Uh, We've got 15 parks and just right around 1,500 acres, which really offers quite an array of things for people to do. Whether you like nature or you just like going out for a run, there's plenty of things for people to do. The 15 parks, again, they kind of expand all over the county. We've got kind of a central hub uh, just uh, east of I-75 with our Ottawa Metro Park, uh, the Allen County Farm Park, but then uh, some more of our natural, more natural parks with some natural trails, that kind of thing, a little more wildlife-friendly parks uh, you can find out on the west side of the county, like Kendrick Woods uh, and Herman Woodlands. Well, those are great. I've, I think I've been to all of those parks. I've tried to make it to every one of the parks. I actually had an opportunity to go to uh, Haver Park oh, just yeah. recently on a trip back from Columbus for a short time. Uh, I've always been really impressed with everything that you guys offer. Can you talk about like what are some of the amenities that you guys have? I know you can go fishing, you can go camping, you can go boating, yeah. but tell us about all the different things that you can do at the different Johnny Appleseed Metro Parks. If you think about Ottawa Metro Park, it's probably our most visited park last year we had a little over a quarter of a million people that went through that park uh, through the pandemic and just people being outside and wanting to to be outside. There's an 89 acre lake there that you can fish. Uh, You'll need a fishing license for that lake. Now any other pond that's on the park district, you don't need a fishing license, which is actually pretty sweet. You can get a lot of kids out uh, with their families, their grandparents, their mom and dads. Uh, It seems like a really fun thing, engaging thing for kids to do. 
Uh, we've got a campground at Ottawa Metro Parks, 30 site campground, first come, first serve. Really popular, especially now with uh, holiday seasons coming up here in the summer. Usually that fills up pretty quick. Uh, we've got our amphitheater programs that we do. Uh, we've got an amphitheater at Ottawa Metro Park that holds about 200 people. And it's really a popular thing through the summertime. Anything from hiking. I mean, people love to go hiking, bird watching. There's a lot of different wildlife, again, throughout the county that people probably don't quite know about. And there's quite a few things that were more of the passive side, more than the active side. So we don't have baseball fields. We don't have soccer fields, that kind of thing. I also think we should mention the Frisbee golf um, and also the archery. If you could mention a little bit about those, I think those are some hidden gems. Yeah, the Frisbee golf course. I mean, in the middle of January when it's 32 degrees outside, there's people playing Frisbee golf still. So again, one of those things that you would never think would really take off. We've had it for, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years, but it's really taken off in the last couple of years. They've got a disc golf league now that that meets, I think, during the middle of the week. Really cool to see people engaged in using that facility. Our archery range actually was a donation through the foundation, so we didn't have any tax dollars necessarily wrapped up into that, but that gets used quite a bit, especially getting up closer to deer season, September, October timeframe. So it's a cool place. As we move into the summer, I know there's plenty of events and activities planned for all ages. Can you give us some ideas of what's upcoming this summer and how people can get involved if they don't know how to sign up or what actually is offered out there? Right. So a cool thing that we just implemented was online registrations for programs and reservations for some of our other amenities, like our shelter houses, that kind of thing that we have at all the parks. Program-wise, you don't have to register for amphitheater programs. You can just show up. It's free. We've got a lot of good entertainment, some magicians, which is actually kind of interesting to have in a park. There's some bluegrass bands. There's some nature programming that we try to do with those amphitheater programs. Those happen every Saturday night through the summer, basically from June through August at 7 o'clock. So don't hesitate. Bring the family out. There's summer camps that are going on. You can sign up for those again online. The list of those, we try to share those on our Facebook page, Johnny Appleseed Metro Parks. And then you can find those on our website as well. It's finally time to get back to somewhat normal here after COVID. And thank goodness, I think people are really ready to get out and get connected and back to events. And you guys have a lot of things to offer. So it's great to hear that you guys have things that are low cost, family friendly. Oftentimes we hear nothing to do in our community. I would challenge you to go to the Johnny Appleseed Metro Park <laughs> yes. website yes. and find out about all the great things that actually are happening here locally. Right. And Tyler, you had mentioned a little bit ago about the wildlife that you guys have and you have a naturalist and do some programming. Could you give us kind of a breakdown of all the different wildlife that you can experience that, at the parks here locally? Yeah. So May, the month of May, not just in Ohio, not just locally, but across the nation is National Birding Month. There's a lot of birds that come back migration-wise during the month of May. A lot of warblers, a lot of sparrows, all that kind of stuff. You can see throughout variety of habitats, through the woods, walking through a prairie. So there's plenty of bird species, but I think a lot of people miss out on the fact that there's red fox. There's some gray fox that's not as big of a population. And then obviously people know about coyotes, but that's because they've been popularized through (laughs) being in in urban areas. But they're still out uh, out and about in our parks. They're not something that you necessarily have to be afraid of, especially if you run across one, they're probably just going to run away from you. We had a pretty cool story. We were finishing up a shelter house out of Deep Cut 
historic park there off of State Route 66. And uh, our guys were in pouring the, the concrete countertop, and they looked out the window, and there was a Red Fox mom with five pups. Ooh. Oh, wow. And they were just, like, jumping all over each other oh. and tackling each other in the yard. So Pretty cool, huh? Got a, got a cool video of that. And, uh, yeah, I think people just, they don't realize that all that stuff happens because maybe they're in the parks, they're going for a walk, and they don't necessarily see it that time. But deer, deer's another big thing. Some of the deer in our parks... I think they know that they're in a park. And they're uh, safe. So they, yeah, <laughs> so they're not necessarily just afraid of humans like, you know, regular. They're still wild deer, but they're a little more curious. They'll come up and kind of check you out. Would you recommend that people go out at certain times of the day to catch wildlife? A lot of wildlife is pretty active at dawn and dusk. So if you're out right when we open the parks in the, in the morning, we try to get them open pretty much at daylight. And then at dusk, usually our, our rangers are around trying to close up parks, but great time to be out to see a, a whole variety of wildlife. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I think people will should definitely check that out. And I think it's, again, a hidden gem. People don't realize that right. there are so many, not only the parks, not only the activities, but also that wildlife in our own backyard. And let's talk a little bit about funding as far as how the parks are funded and items like that. So can you explain a little bit about that? Yes, we're funded primarily through tax levies, property tax levies, which isn't necessarily the most popular kind of tax for people. But we do have two property tax levies. They're both 0.75 mil levies, and they bring in collectively right around $2.5 million to $3 million a year based on property values. We use a lot of that money as matching money. Pretty important to have some of that set aside for grants. We do a lot with grants when it comes to development of new park areas and also purchasing new park areas. There's a couple grant programs that are really integral in that. One of them is the Clean Ohio Fund, uh, which is actually really cool. It's a 75% matching grant, which means 75% of the overall cost of purchasing the property and developing it can be paid for through grant dollars and not local tax dollars. So pretty important for people to hear that and try to understand that. I know grants sometimes can be confusing for people, but again, a lot of our like payroll and that kind of thing obviously is paid through our tax dollars, but we try to be as flexible as we can, as good stewards as we can with the money that the people have voted for. And we're just excited that we're still able to continue what we've been doing. Well, thanks. I think the community really appreciates that fact that you are good stewards with the money and you're really maximizing our local dollars to get the most benefit for our community. And when we talk about property taxes, many times having quality parks close to your home really help elevate your your property values. So I, I think it's good to know how that's funded and what you're doing with that money. So once again, kudos to Tyler and everybody at Johnny Appleseed Metro Park District for doing what they do to, to bring the highest quality in parks and recreation to our region. Tyler, I know you guys have so many upcoming events, like you mentioned, projects, goals, new parks. What are the top three or four things that you guys have upcoming this year that you could tell us about that you're most excited about? Yeah, so one really cool thing that we had a meeting on last week was a trail connector at Ottawa Metro Park to the new All Abilities Playground. And it's not just one trail connector. There's going to be one off of the main parking lot there, right when you come into the, to Ottawa Metro Park that takes you over to that playground. But there's also another trail that comes off the backside and, and connects into the, to the rest of the loop trails at Ottawa Metro Park. I think that's going to be pretty key for just the community to get out and actually use that space, but then have more of an area for them to park and access it from a, a, just a different area. We're excited to be 
partnering with the board of DD and, and having that playground on that site is going to be pretty impressive. So I'd say that's probably one of the top things this summer. Another thing that we're really looking forward to, and I think from a community engagement and a looking forward into the future, we're building a new park office just north of the Allen County Farm Park, which has been a process in and of itself with the construction market the way it is and prices the way they are. We got pretty lucky that we got in. Our bids came in about half a million dollars under estimates, which is pretty great. Remarkable, quite yeah, frankly. Right. Yeah. And this is the first time we're ever going to have our whole staff in, in one building. Oh, wow. I think that's going to make a pretty big impact, not only on our staff, but us being able to take care of our staff, I think is just in turn going to help take care of the community, be able to put out a more quality product, I guess, for lack of a better term, and taking care of the parks that we have. And I think people will really notice that. Yeah. So those are probably the two biggest things that we've got. That's uh, great. going on this summer. That's great. In terms of events, are there any upcoming larger events that you'd like to promote to the community that they should be aware of? Yeah. Maybe early June or yeah, into June here. Nothing really big into June. I mean, that's when our amphitheater program start, which we did have on a scaled back basis last summer through 2020. But this year we're able to have them at a basically regular capacity. I think people will probably still bring their lawn chairs mm-hmm. and sit out uh, away from the main grandstand area. That's pretty key. Our summer day camps for kids preschool age through early elementary is pretty big for parents. I think from the standpoint of us not being able to have those last year as well, it's going to be pretty key to have them in person again. So those will be in person. Again, you can sign up online. But this fall, we're finally getting back into some bigger events. So in October, we're going to have our World War II uh, living history reenactment. Uh, at the Lauer Historical Farm. It'll be October 15th, 16th, and 17th. The 15th will be like a school day. Schools can bring field trips out and see kind of firsthand how some of that stuff plays out. And then uh, the public event will be Saturday and Sunday uh, over that weekend. And then next year, next year's the big year when it comes to events because with our 50-year anniversary coming up, uh, we're going to try to do stuff all throughout the year to engage the community have one big event in the summertime and then we'll still have our apple festival because it'll be an even year Mm -hmm. with it being an odd year this year it's always something that we've (laughs) got to juggle and answer questions about but apple festival happens on even years every other year okay and what about hiking i think we should touch base a little bit about the hiking i know people don't assume that you can hike much in this area you know thinking that there's not really yeah say not much to do and not much to see but in terms of even experienced hikers or those who are just starting out what kind of trails do you recommend that you that you offer at your parks and is there a way for them to even learn about hiking or be able to have some guidance around hiking yeah so we do a usually a fall hiking series that we call walking through autumn but this year with kind of getting out of covid we've started having some hiking series that we offer on saturday mornings usually once a month and it's led by one of our naturalists dan hodges he does a great job get you out on a variety of trails again from the experienced hiker the one that really sticks out to me for experienced hikers is the miami near canal towpath it's part of the buckeye trail it's part of the north country trail and that's about eight miles that we manage there between spencerville and delphus but really there's a whole variety of trail types that we have there's natural surface trails we've got crushed stone trails like we have out at herman woodlands which is great for ada accessibility mm-hmm. and then some of our paved paths but really a great time to be outside getting some fresh air especially with spring kind of winding down and summer coming in 
the trails are going to start getting pretty busy too. In the best possible ways. You know, we want to see those parks full, vibrant, and active. Personally, we love the parks and we try to get out there as much as possible. And I just want to remind everybody we're here with Tyler Black, the executive director of the Johnny Appleseed Metro Park District here in Allen County. And Tyler, I just want to ask you a a little bit about yourselves. I know you've worked for national parks before. You have a passion and love for outdoors. Tell me, what's your favorite parks and, and how do you disconnect, relax, you know, at the end of your busy and stressful weeks? I have a background. My degree is in uh, conservation, wildlife conservation and fish conservation. So I like to hunt and fish. That's kind of my stress relief. One of my favorite parks is probably Kendrick Woods, just from the standpoint of it being a more natural area. It's 553 acres now, I believe. And it's one of those things that you don't see that very often in Northwest Ohio, a park that big that's mostly wooded. So it's really cool to go out there, kind of get to take a walk and decompress. You know, my family and I, we like to get out and hike. We like to go camping. Uh, I've got three kids and a wife, three kids under five, which really keep us busy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you need that relaxation. We need the yeah. relaxation. Uh-huh. I need no the hiking question. to get their energy out, There's right? No question. Yeah. It's like, keep going because we got to go to bed at 8. So, I mean, Kendrick Woods really sticks out to me when it comes to a park in Allen County. And as we kind of wrap up our conversation, talk about how people can learn more as far as social media, website, and then also if you're wanting to donate or be involved as far as volunteering, all that, what can they do to jump in on that? You can find a lot of that information on our website. It's jmpd.com. It stands for Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District. I know it's kind of a long, long word, but they can find a lot of that information on volunteering. Uh, You can get a hold of our volunteer coordinator, Chris Fetzer send her an email her her emails on the website when it comes to donations and that kind of thing we have a park district foundation that people can just really call into the park office and talk to one of the front desk ladies and and they can help take care of that you know we've had a lot in the past couple years where it comes to either land donations monetary donations or things that were left in in wills and and i think that again goes a long way in still providing opportunities for people in the parks and we're really grateful for the people that think of us and, and leave that kind of stuff behind. So call in. Our phone number is 419-221-1232. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and hopefully pretty soon on YouTube. We're going to have a lot of our stuff, a lot of our videos that we've done over COVID and, and programming kind of things downloaded and, and ready to use on YouTube. So, Well, thanks a lot, Tyler. I can't yeah. wait to see those videos on YouTube because the videos you guys have on your website are really informative and yeah. great to see. So yeah. we look forward to uh, to seeing those updates and progress in the future. And we want to thank you for uh, all you and your staff's effort and time and making our community a better place to live. Thanks to both of you as well. Awesome. I appreciate the opportunity. You are here with Activate Your Health with Josh and Kayla, Activate Allen County. And we just heard from Tyler. We appreciate all the information that he gave us about the Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District. And just a reminder that we have so many more than just that. We have our city parks and our village parks that we mentioned earlier in the segment. And even Ohio at the state has multiple state parks that are really accessible and within a couple hours travel by car. So uh, once you make a goal of visiting all of our local parks here, you know, we have 15 just in Johnny Appleseed alone. So mark those off your list go through the city parks, go to our village parks, and then start looking at our state parks. We would really encourage you to think about where you haven't been and really experience what we have to offer here in Lima, Allen County, and beyond. 
And if you're a hiker, there's that Buckeye Trail here in the state of Ohio, which is a great way to explore around Ohio. And on June 4th, they're actually having a National Hiking Day where they're trying to get the entire Buckeye Trail hiked on June 4th. So if you're an avid hiker, I would recommend going online, searching for the Buckeye Trail event on June 4th and being part of that. Being outdoors and active can really help if you're feeling down or depressed. But if you've been struggling, we just want to remind you to call the crisis line at 1-800-567-HOPE. That's 1-800-567-4673. Or you can text 741-741 to reach their services. And now it's time to talk about upcoming events. We've got a bunch of things coming up, Kayla. Yes, um, yes. Finally, finally. I feel like we've been waiting, um, you know, for some things to restart and for the weather to turn. And we are fully into it as we are into June. Our downtown Lima Farmers Market is back starting on June 1st from 2.30 to 5.30 every Tuesday in the square in downtown Lima. We have, I know, 12 vendors lined up at this point who will be joining us every week there. So again, every Tuesday, 2.30 to 5.30, mark your calendars, join us. Not only can you support our local vendors, have healthier food access, but we'll have some live music out there, children's activities. So depending on the week, it could change week to week on what's out there. So follow them on social media. The Downtown Lima Farmers Market is on Facebook. So like that page and follow for each week's up-to-date information. And we also have our South Jackson Community Garden, which is poised to open here soon. So if you're looking to get a plot in one of our local community gardens, we still have some space available. So go ahead and contact Activate Allen County if you're interested in getting a bed at our community garden. They're located at South Jackson Street, and we can get you hooked up today. And also at that site, we have a great program that is going to also start on June 1st, and that is a mobile food distribution, which is going to be led by the Children's Hunger Alliance. Monday through Friday, starting June 1st at 1.30 p.m., children can come with families down to the South Jackson Garden for a free food distribution that is, once again, operated by the Children's Hunger Alliance that is totally free of charge, very simple for you to do. And so 1.30 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, all summer down in our South Jackson Community Garden, you can get free food for your kids. So make sure you stop on down. Yes, there's also a lot of programs that are back up and running this year. So our City Park Summer Program, our YMCA Summer Day Camps, the first Fridays down at the square here in downtown Lima. So if you remember back a couple years, they have the first Friday of the month as a fun day here in the square. You can have kids activities. You can check out our local restaurants here. And we also have a new program starting. If you have listened in the past, you heard from Sharita with the city around the DORA program, the designated outdoor refreshment area that has now passed and is officially official. That will be starting here in downtown Lima in June. So you can see the listing of those restaurants that have those Dora cups available and you can enjoy your adult beverage out on the street in those cups and in those areas that are part of that program. So if you're interested, it's just a great time to be in downtown Lima uh, with the first Fridays and then also with the Dora program. There's just, again, so many things that you can do. 
Yeah, not to mention the Lima Locos are back for this year. Thank goodness after a season off, Lima Locos are supposed to uh, take the field this summer. Yes. And, you know, what a great way for your families to get out, connect with some local sports, see some great action and some future professional players here. Yes, yes, that's the goal. And I know my son's excited about that season being back. And there are so many great opportunities. It's very inexpensive for your family to get in the door there at Locos Stadium. So we are really excited to see that. And then Finally, the Kids Bowl Free program at Westgate Lanes is back in action as well. So you can sign your kids up to get free games of bowling every day. So if there's a rainy day and you can't get outside and enjoy our parks, then you can be a part of that Kids Bowl Free program and be able to, again, have your kids bowl for free at Westgate Lanes, which is a great opportunity and also get some energy out on the bowling lane. Yeah, so many great opportunities here for folks to be active and to be healthy. And so we just want to thank you for your time today and encourage you to get out, explore one of our local parks and join us next month in July. We'll be turning our focus on food. So we're going to be talking to Tommy Harner from the West Ohio Food Bank and talk about the efforts to feed folks in our region. I know the West Ohio Food Bank has had a very busy year and has a lot of upcoming activities and events. So we hope to hear all about them and we hope to have you join us soon. So stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. Have a good one. Oh,